Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the NRV Life on Mission podcast. The Life on Mission podcast is practical conversations focused on equipping followers of Christ to live on mission by teaming up and being the church. Reach out to us with questions or topics you would like us to discuss. You can reach out on our Facebook page, NRV Life on Mission, or send us an email at nrvlifeonmission at gmail.com. And now let's head on over to the heart of the New River Valley and take a listen to today's episode. Episode 12. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the NRV Life on Mission podcast. Dave, why don't you tell everyone what the purpose of this podcast is? The purpose of the podcast uh, is is to use coffee humor and the Bible to equip the people for a life on mission for the glory of God, specifically those who live in rural contexts. That's right. That's right. And we, we've had a blast doing this. It's hard to believe we kind of looked at each other. We're like, this is episode number 12 already. <laughs> and so um, really cool. By the way, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. If you like to just hear our voices, I've been told I've got a uh, great face for the radio. And so if you'd rather nice. listen to my voice rather than see me on Facebook Live, make sure you go over to one of those platforms and like us and follow us on those. Also, uh, we, we're, we're dying to have more topics to talk about. It's hard to yeah. do this every week. And so if you have a topic or a question for us or a comment for us, uh, we actually have an email now. You can email us at nrvlifeonmission at gmail.com. So Dave, how you doing, man? Coming back from Florida. You all yeah. rested up? Yeah, we were we were able to get away and uh, just enjoy time uh, with the family down in Florida, and it was as always too short, but it was it was good time, man. Very much needed. Awesome, yeah. Glad you're back, and we're kind of alone today. The table looks empty, just the us two. But um, we've we've had a blast having some guest speakers with us over the last few weeks, and so. Uh, but coming into today, um, as I mentioned, we're, we are dying for some more topics. We've got some more, but today we're kind of going to slow things down and just kind of chat about, well, where everyone is and where everyone is, is reopening. And Dave, you guys are meeting in person for the first time since this COVID-19 season. So, um, but it's going to look a little different. You're not meeting at the Y, are you? No. Uh, you know what, what, what we've been really grateful for is that, um, through various connections, we had decided to do worship at the lake this summer, June through August anyway, because the uh, the gym at the Y doesn't have air condition. Mm. And so because of our partnership with the campground and just the generosity there, uh, we had planned on doing that. And so it really just made sense uh, to us just to sh- wait a couple of weeks before reopening and shifting into worship at the lake. So yeah, man, we're, we're pumped about Meeting out outdoors this weekend, rain or shine. I think this Sunday is beautiful weather, right? I haven't even guess. looked. I haven't even <laughs> knock looked. on wood. I'm sorry. It doesn't even matter you. around here, man. They can call for sunshine. The mountains bring in some kind of system. So, uh, yeah, I haven't even looked honestly, uh, but hoping and praying for good weather. Well, you can make adjustments. You know, there's. <laughs> I say that because, you know, I was telling someone the other day. It used to be said that change is tough on everyone. No one likes change or change of schedule. And I now think the new norm is being ready to change any moment <laughs> throughout your day. Nothing yeah. feels normal. It, I mean, and that's kind of cool, I think. 
So if it rains, it rains. You guys get to worship the Lord um, in in His creation with the rain, and if it's sunshine, same thing. Yeah, uh, and that's, I mean, I think we've all learned to just be flexible, and for the type A's out there, that's really been a, a trying season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm glad that you even said it. It's supposed to be beautiful because I really have not even, <laughs> I have not even looked. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're pumped, and hope, hopefully it'll be a good time. You know, we at Calvary, we, we reopened two weeks ago, and we're using our gymnasium. And that's also something I've been telling our people is continue to be flexible because everything's different. And I still think God's working through all of this, and um, the biggest thing is, you know, for us, we haven't had everyone show up. We had some people tell us for the survey that they're going to wait a few weeks. I like your idea, and that um, you guys are meeting outside. I think a lot more people are going to be amped up for that, but, you know, talking about those things, we kind of come to the time where we're reopening, and I think back, and I kind of joked with you before we did this podcast, two, three months ago, going on three months ago, we're sitting in here starting our podcast by telling everyone at home, stop freaking out. Worshiping yeah. at home is still worshiping the Lord. We're still yeah. together, okay? But now <laughs> we're sitting about reopening. I'm like, well, I want our people not to stay at home and worship there. They should be in person. Right. And so um, how, do we, how do we speak into those? Because in reality, I guess scenario number one is, some people, like in us, we're meeting inside still. Um, there's going to be some people that are going to wait it out for a few weeks to see how it goes. But worshiping at home with kids, it's pretty convenient, with or without kids, Yeah, to stay at home in your PJs, drink coffee, and still worship. Well, and, and honestly, some of our I've talked to some of our folks because we had landed on streaming our weekend worship on Saturday. So... Most of our folks, uh, my family included, got used to uh, enjoying Sunday as a as as a really just uh, a day to stay in your pajamas or whatever you're wearing and you know watch. And we've got a chance, you know, on the front end, it was fun getting to watch a lot of different you know church services and worship services online, and tried to continue doing that at least snippets of it throughout. But man, we 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 got to where we really enjoyed Sundays of just like chilling, hanging out, um, you know, playing games. And really just uh, just relaxing, and now you know having conversations as we're looking forward to June seven. Man, I don't want to sacrifice my Sundays anymore. <laughs> and so there's a lot of people thinking about that. And uh, so I, you know, two three months ago when we were we were saying embrace the new normal, what's that going to look like? Everybody was like, man, I hope things don't go back to the way. Man, this has been awesome, and it has been. And you know. Having the digital access for worship has been a blessing, and, and and I think a lot of churches and pastors have had to learn how to wear new hats, mm -hmm. technologically speaking, yeah. to to get their churches online. But at at the heart of it, man, having the gospel go forth digitally has been awesome. And at the same time, uh, it wasn't long before people started getting zoomed out. They were tired of the online connections. Uh, really holistically across the churches that I've been following and reaching out to, 100% over the last four or five weeks, online views have declined. 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And I'm talking probably two dozen different churches that I've gone back and I've, I've looked at their Sunday or Saturday worship services. It, 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 it's just a sign of, like the, of how things just get old. Yep. And so... 
uh, man, getting back in person is going to be awesome. But, you know, six months from now, we're going to be still at the same thing. The ones who attended church once or twice a month, uh, there's going to be that tendency and temptation to drift back into a once or twice a month. And so it's really been honestly a burden on my heart of, you know, what's it going to be like Sunday? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're specifically for us, we're taking a break from our our James series and we wanted it to be just a celebration. Like Mm -hmm. we really want it to be celebratory of what's happening. And at the same time, I'm like, man, I do want it to be celebratory. But it's also a chance to, like, hey, guys, here we are. Like, man, we've been waiting for this moment for a month and a half at least. Uh, Let's not forget this moment in another month and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, Worshiping online does not equate to being in physical fellowship with each other. And, uh, you know, for the ones that have, like, gone, like, I think the statistic is 40% of Christians have not watched an online worship service in the past, uh, I think it was uh, four weeks, mm-hmm. I think is what the statistic mm-hmm. said. And so my my knee-jerk reaction to that is I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, they're, 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 they're growing in the Lord somehow. They're having family devotions. They're having small groups meeting at their home. They're they're having personal quiet time. And if so, then, man, that's awesome. But the reality of it is, if they're not even trying to engage with a corporate worship online, uh, how are they growing spiritually through this? Right. Um, because it's been a very tough, trying time for a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Yep. And so, uh, man, Jesus has to be our common uh, our our common compass really Mm -hmm. to to base everything on and if we're not seeking that then what are what are we doing so it's it's been challenging man so but how about you guys like you guys have started with the the 50 percent capacity this Mm -hmm. the social distancing things and i will say this just to clarify even though we're outside we are taking several social distancing precautions to to really just respect uh people um and i guess the governor on that mandate. So, but you guys, I mean, you started me. So what does that transition look like for you? More of a, um, uh, you got the brick and mortar building that you can just go back to and hang out in. So what does that transition to reopening look like for you guys? It, it, you know, it wasn't anything we expected. I don't think, at least from my perspective, and that doesn't take away your anticipation for this Sunday. Right. But, um, it's, it's awkward still. I mean, we're in a building, we're not in our sanctuary, we're in our gym where we eat food, <laughs> you know, which is different from our culture, Sure, like nothing different. And I want to make a comment about the differences here in a minute too, but um, but everyone's got a mask on, you, you can't hug, handshake, or even get close to, everyone's just mm-hmm. like distance, and not, not because we can't, but because... We, I don't know if you want to be close to me. Right. I want to be close to you, you, but we're all thinking the same thing. So we're all separated, <laughs> and you're you're trying to you, you realize how much you watch people's mouths when they talk too, and because I don't understand half the conversations I'm having because we got or, or you know this mask on, and so it's been weird. Just this, but what we'll get to in a minute about the significance of being together, it's been encouraging to be back together again. Mm-hmm. And it's encouraging knowing some are watching. We have people in the building as well. And so yep. it's been cool, but it's got to be honest, it's be, be different. And so I do want to mention 
we've had this, these discussions with pastors, but I also want everyone at home, because there might be some church members battling with the comparison game. Well, that church is doing that. Yep. And, you know, um, we, weren't, we didn't open up the very first week that we were allowed to, and we had some members say, well, why aren't we opening this week? Yep. And we have some members that says that we should have never closed. And some people might be saying, well, um, you know, why are we meeting outside? Why are we having a drive-in service? Some people, some churches aren't meeting to the middle of June. And so I want to give an encouragement both for pastors who may be listening to this or church members, do not compare <laughs> how you're reopening. Like, just be thankful that your leaders are, are taking the initiative. There's an extreme amount of pressure on us. Mm-hmm. We're not. I, I, I reposted a graphic on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago that had all these circles. I think I sent it to you um, because it, it just explained everything. You got some people saying, "Why did we close?" You got some people saying, "You're ridiculous for reopening." Yep. You know, why are we, why are we wearing masks? Why aren't we wearing masks? We should do this. We should do that. We should, we have both sides of the spectrum. And so, I just encourage you don't com- don't compare. By the ways, because we struggle with that already, trying to compare and do the exact same stuff that other churches are doing. So, Dave, also, I want to throw this to you to kind of get your perspective. You got one end of the spectrum of of individuals who have not watched a service for the last four weeks. Yes, our question is, how are you growing with the Lord? Like, what are you doing? And that's an unhealthy practice that you've done for the last month. But then we come back over to the other side of the spectrum, those who have watched every week, those who love watching every week, but those who are not going to return back to the in-person gathering. How do we speak to that crowd? Yeah, I think it's tough because I, I really think at, at, at the end of the day, this is, this, is, this is a holistic question. We have to check our motive, hmm. right? What, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we not doing what we're not doing? And so I would, I would caution people to hide behind the, the safety crutch like if you truly have been for the past three months on the, um, on I'll say the cautious side of this, maybe you're high risk, maybe you've got family that's high risk, maybe you've just been really on that cautious side of things, that's the same rhythm. Like you've been cautious throughout. Mm-hmm. But if now you're starting to say, well, you know, I, I'm just going to hang out on my couch for, for a few more weeks but you haven't really been being cautious the whole time anyway. You haven't really worn a mask. You haven't, you've gone to places essential and not. Uh, but now you're going to say, well, I just want to be cautious. Um, then I would just encourage you to really just check your heart on it. Like how important is it to you that the body of Christ is once again physically getting together? Uh, because there's a clear argument in Scripture that, that the, the local church should meet and should continue meeting um, now, we've had to shift and go online through the past three months, not because of church persecution. We've had plenty of conversations about that, but uh, because it is what it is for the safety for um, people. And so now that we're shifting back to being in person, you know, are, are you in your heart of hearts, man, I just want to sleep in mm. and then catch it online. Um, and not that there's anything, because even with that, you got to, like, I, we're not trying to be legalistic about it. You got to be there every Sunday, on time, 
engaged, serve. Like that's that's part of your growth as a follower of Jesus. Like this whole thing is called a life on mission because that's what we're called to do. Mm. And so there are going to be times we need seasons of rest. Like you guys got away for the weekend. We got away for the weekend. We all need those seasons of rest. And a lot of folks who aren't in ministry work five or six days a week already. So I understand, you know, where's their rest coming from? And so everybody has different lines on where to draw for themselves. All I'm saying is just check your motive. Don't use that as an excuse to just lay out and stay home. Um, now, again, for, for church brick-and-mortar church services, you have a capacity limit right now, and that's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when we hit phase two at the end of this week, that's going to you know branch out even more so. But you know, for, for, you know, our situation, like we're meeting outside, like we've got literally a limitless boundary, like people that are cautious, but they, they have a boat. Like we're going to have a speaker set up to be out on the water for folks who want to bring their boat and hang out from a distance. So it's like, still like what, you know, where's your heart of wanting to like be in proximity with believers so that we can worship together again. Mm. Um, and, and we have to, and other Christians have to be careful of not to judge. Like, it's not our place to judge. Now, we need to hold accountable, and we need to encourage. And um, But the question still stands, like, wh- where's your heart on this? Like, were you really a once or month, once or twice a month uh, attendee anyway, and are you just kind of laying low? Or do you need to rest for another couple of weeks? Or do you want to really be cautious because you're high risk or whatever? Mm. Because the gospel's still going out. There's still going to, churches are still going to be live streaming. It's just not the same. It's all we had for the past three months, but it's just not the same as physically gathering. Yeah, well, and I think of Hebrews chapter 10. I spoke on this the first week we we met back in person, talking about the responsibilities we have as Christ followers in gathering together. My main point of that message was gathering together isn't about gathering together, just about, just about that, you know? For sure. We and there might be some people listening right now saying, "Well, I, you guys just want to gather just because you can now, right?" And you guys just wanted to push back on the government and stuff. No, our hearts is we need to gather. We need you at the gathering because we are missing a piece. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we are missing you. Yep. Like we are missing what happens in the gathering. And in Hebrews chapter ten, it says, "Stir each other up to love and good works." And what that means is we need to get together and push each other push each other in lo- toward love and good works, push each other to further your walk with Jesus Christ, push each other to serving him in a new way uh, yep. going forward and, and being on mission uh, like we've been talking about. And so, you know, I just, um, yeah, gathering, we're not contradicting ourselves from three, two and a half months ago saying, well, hey, worship at home and it's the same thing. No, we were making the most of what we, we could do at that moment. Now that we can gather back in person, my goodness, friends, you've got to get out, and it, it's encouraging. It's the 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 purpose of gathering together, in my opinion, is number one, worship and celebrate the goodness of God, mm. and number two is to push and encourage one another toward Him. And without you there, we can't do that. And I think that's why I'm, you know, we're limited capacity, and so I think that's part of the reason I've been coming home still. Hmm. encouraged, but then kind of like something's missing. I told Hank that last week. My brother-in-law told me that. He's on the worship team. He said, something's still missing. Well, it's because the other half <laughs> of the people we meet right. with aren't here. Yeah. And um, and I wish we could do two or three services, you know. If, and I'm not whining. I'm just saying 
there's a really important aspect of meeting in person that goes beyond pastors just wanting to meet. Look, um, if we just work on Sundays, then yeah, we we want you there because that's our hey, that's our woohoo day, you yeah, know, like that's our work day. But we don't. We you know, I think we'd all I, I'll worship on Wednesday night, Monday while we're in the groove of the work week. You know, if you want us to do that, we'll do that. Yeah. But we need to be together. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. And so, especially you know. It's hard to avoid this, but especially in the time that we're living in right now, what we see going on, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree that gathering together is more important than ever? My goodness. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I, again, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, now summer's here. The weather's beautiful. Uh, there, There's limitless excuses we can make. It really does come to come down to the priority that it is and... Uh, really understanding how much your soul needs it and mm-hmm. how much your just mental and emotional, much less spiritual health needs it. Uh, man, parents, how much your kids need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, husbands and wives, like whether you're single, it doesn't matter. Like you, you if you are a believer, then you need this because we were, we were hardwired. There's something hardwired in us. I say this a lot hardwired in us to, to be in community. And that example was set with the Trinity in eternity. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we need to be a part of it. And, and so, yes, we, we need to make a strong, intentional effort to be disciplined, to get out of bed on Sunday when, when your local church begins gathering again and get there for the sake of your your well-being. Uh, it, and it should be a joy. Mm. It honestly should be a joy. And if it's not a joy, then there's something else that needs to be assessed, uh, maybe personally or as a family or, or with the local church that you're a part of. Yeah, and I had a professor used to tell us all the time, you know, he's in heaven right now, but he used to tell us all the time, because he said, men, you're going to get people who tell you church attendance isn't salvation correct you you can be a saved person absolutely and never come to church a day in your life i understand that but if you're saved you want to be in church Mm. is what that professor said you can't help it and the question is if you're listening um is why don't you love being at church and if your list consists of they don't sing my songs they don't do this or that then um then, like you said, check your heart. You gotta, you gotta recalibrate it and and understand. And I, this is what I told our church people in that Hebrews ten message two weeks ago. I gave them a checklist of finding a church because mm. we had graduate Sunday and all that stuff. How do you find a church? And in that Hebrews ten passage, it talks about holding tight your confession of faith, which is God's word. If your church is built on God's word, staying faithful to the scriptures and going and encouraging and pushing one another to love and good works and becoming more like Christ, then the whole other checklist really doesn't matter. Those are right. those are preferences, not non-negotiables. If, you're, if your place of worship is preaching God's word and they have a heart for ministry and outreach, you need to stay and you need to contribute to the areas they need to build on, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. Now, there's there's time for you got to leave, obviously, but that, that should be scriptural bounds. And I would say I would say this too. Like, I think it's easy to forget it's a two way street. Like, obviously, there's the shepherd and the sheep analogy, but the, the the sheep aren't in individual cages to where they are limited to the shepherd coming to them 
one by one every day for feeding and for nurture. You, you think of the biblical example of being in the fold, and you think, man, you got sheep roaming around within that that fold. Mm. And so, you know, I know that's maybe a bit of a stretch, but I would say, listen, from a pastor's perspective, man, don't wait on your pastor or your elder or a specific person within the church to reach out to you. Know that we want you to reach out to us. And if you do feel like I'm going to lay low for a couple more weeks to let this kind of subside some or, you know, high risk or whatever, like, let your pastor, let your church know that just so that's not like a, like a no call, no show kind of a deal, mm-hmm. because it's not about checking off the attendance or it shouldn't be about the checking off the attendance thing for, for them or pastors or, Hey, if they're not here, we're not getting their, their finances. No, there's online giving like that can still happen. And, and really that's, that's on their heart anyway. It's not on us to mandate yeah. that. Yeah. So like ask us, say, Hey, we want to be there. We wish we could be there, uh, but we're going to lay low for a few more weeks. Like I think for just our own our own well-being, because we do care for who they are and care for how they're doing spiritually, like we want to know that. Mm-hmm. Like so whoever you would say your pastor is, and if you're connected with a local church, but you're going to lay low, man, just shoot them a message. Say, hey, man, we, we've, we want to be there. We're, we're with you in spirit. We're praying, whatever. But we're just going to lay low. Yeah. I think that really does a goes a long way for, sure. for the pastor who's over the spiritual care of his flock uh, to know that hey, they're there. They're just going to wait a little bit longer, which is absolutely okay. Totally. Just let us know. Yeah. Like, don't just go a wall and think we're going to rake you over the coals because you're not showing up on our relaunch day or our reopening day, or we're going to think you're spiritually, you know, missing something if you're not there. Yeah. But the unknowns is what keeps us up at night of like because we're 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 responsible for them at some yeah. level. And yeah. so And we had some we had some couples text me two weeks ago. One was going out of town. They're like, Hey, just wanna let you know we're out of town, but we're probably still gonna lay low, like you mentioned, for a couple of weeks and then you'll see us again. But we're watching online. You yep. know that yep. that does say a lot. In fact our sign up sheet, because we're indoors, we did some sign up sheets. We had them say, are you watching online? Are you watching in person? Um, you know, and another thing that a lot of people are probably uh, thinking about, not only the health side, but the fact that we're not offering children's ministries mm-hmm. yet. We're, our church is kind of going on. We're, we're waiting for the school district to make some decisions on what they're going to do in the fall. Um, just because I think a lot of people look to that. I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing, but a lot of people might be thinking, well, my church doesn't have a nursery or it doesn't have children's church. You know, you know, my kids are squirmy. You know, mm-hmm. they may be loud. You know, I know I have my response, but w- what do you say to the young family with kids? I don't want to come because I don't want to be a distraction or I'm worried about my kids going haywire during the service. That's a, that's a great question. And actually, we had a question on our thread about that. Um, and there's a lot of families probably wrestling with that. And the reality is I think most parents, parents who are self-aware, I'll say it that way, are concerned about their kid being an annoyance or a disturbance or a distraction. And to a degree, there is a concern about that because if you can't hear what's being said, then obviously it becomes a, a distraction. Um, the analogy, I can't remember if I've even said this here or not, but the analogy I've used before is, um, like, man, Jesus preaching at the Sermon on the Mount. Have I said that before? Like, 
to me, I, I think to us you have, but not on this. Okay, well, yeah. I, I, you know, I look at Jesus preaching on the Sermon Mount. I actually read Matthew four today for my quiet time, and you know, I just think, man, here he is. He went up on the mountain, sat down, and began to teach his disciples. But it became this big sermon on the mount where you know, you just imagine crowds gathering and and crowds. I mean, people back then were just like people today. They're inattentive. They're, they're, they lose focus. And so I just imagine kids like skipping rocks on the water and women talking about, you know, dinner and guys talking about like, hey, how was the catch today? You know, did you catch anything? You know, just talking. And, and meanwhile, Jesus is continuing to speak. And so uh, now that's going to break down at some level. <laughs> but to me, that's that's literally the heart of like, how it needs to be like parents need to be okay bringing their kids and not expect them to sit up straight and hands on your lap and not speak a word the entire time because if that's what's keeping you from coming then don't let that keep you from coming right like yes if yeah. your kids wailing like for you know 10 minutes straight for the sake of everyone's eardrums you know maybe excuse yourself and you know calm them down come back in but, I mean, babies are going to cry and yell and kids are going to play around and rustle and mess, you know, whatever. But uh, the reality is, man, if, if you can be in proximity and you're hearing the gospel being preached and you're in proximity of other believers and you're worshiping together corporately still, please come. Yeah. Now, for us, it's an anomaly. It's even, it's even less of an excuse because you can spread out literally 100 yards from anyone else mm -hmm. with your kids. And we're going to—here's what I was going to say— if you're inside, it's a little bit more challenging. Mm -hmm. um, in a gym, the acoustics aren't the greatest, so it's you know it's it, it can get loud. So we're we're trying to have activity packets. We've got activity packets geared for I think it's uh, uh, below kindergarten, and then activity packets specifically for kinder th kindergarten through fifth grade, so they yeah. can work on them yeah. to somehow keep some attention span uh, dialed in for a little bit. But the reality is, it's just going to be impossible as a parent, especially as a parent of multiple kids multiple toddlers as adam was saying online like uh it, it's gonna be very challenging for you to keep them wrangled up while you're also listening mm -hmm. so then it becomes kind of a double-edged sword and i would say this uh man if it becomes a great distraction then then just deal with that as it comes but don't let the fear of that being a distraction keep you from coming yeah well it's you know you know what's more distracting to me than kids that are not behaving in a service or that a baby crying. That doesn't distract me. I've had people come up and say, you did such a great job. Just that baby cried and you kept preaching. I said, that's not what distracted me. I did get distracted today. And they're like, well, what was that? I said, all the adults staring at the baby <laughs> and shaking their heads. Or the know? adults sleeping. That too. <laughs> that too. And so my, you know, that's what I would say. Bring your kids, you know, um, there was a time a long time ago, you know, and so anyone listening right now, this is not about you. So I've all said, but I did have an experience one time where I preached somewhere and there were some kids that were riled up and they just the whole time and all the all the adults there kept staring. Well, I went ran outside to the mom and was just like, gosh, I'm glad you're here today and talked to the kids and I had some people come up to me and they're like, Gosh, that was just, mm, 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 you know, just got to do better. Now. I said, you know what? I was encouraged by the fact that she was here. Yeah. And those kids are here. Because, again, we're supposed to be celebrating the goodness of God while we gather together and encourage one another. 
if you're if you're a parent bringing your kids in and to be in the gathering that's encouraging to me it i don't have to i don't have to be heard now right. i'm a man of god preaching the word but i don't have to be heard to be encouraged and get what we're supposed to be getting yeah. accomplished and the cool thing is we're worshiping online now you know if you had to take your kid 300 yards away from the shelter or out in the hallway during a service the cool thing is you encourage that one around you and then you can go home and listen to the message later for your own benefit while they're taking naps. Well, and I, I, I want to throw a curveball in because uh, let me ask this question. If the church is being the church, shouldn't we come around that family and help rather than uh, judge or criticize? Absolutely. Because we're, we're having to deal with that crying baby for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, hour. That single mom is dealing with it 24-7 or even couples dealing with it throughout the week so you know the the biblical picture to me is like we 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 come around and support however we can Mm -hmm. and that might be limited right now with all the social distancing (laughs) protocols it really may be but instead of criticizing like yeah thank thank the lord they're even there yeah like it's 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 a crazy time and and parents that have been kind of cooped up with their young kids for three months like they need to be there just as much as anybody else yeah well and um, exactly. I I had a thought to add on to that, and it totally <laughs> left my mind. But um, absolutely, you know, let let gather together, encourage one another, and 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 stop crit- critiquing that. And you know what? And, and here's the deal. Here it is. This is no biblical fact. This is a practical fact because I don't want people also listening thinking if their kid cried in service last week, their kid's terrible, and they deal mm-hmm. with that all day. You know. 11 o'clock is not really a good time for some kids. Right. It's nap time. Yep. And if you're trying to keep them up and you got all these people, they're going to get cranky. You know, that's why some people, I've had conversations, why don't we have an earlier service? Because my kids, you know, that's when my kid is, that's the best groove for us. And so I'm like, at the same time, you know, sometimes 11 o'clock is inconvenient. Exactly. And so you got to get that nap in before lunch. So. Anyways, all that, we could continue on about the aspects yeah. of reopening, and I know we're kind of up at our time, and, and really, um, w- we can't really get into this, especially with the time limit that we're on, but maybe next week, maybe not at all, I don't know, we haven't prayed about it, we haven't discussed this, but I do believe the importance of gathering in person is, is heightened right now with what's going on in our world, mm-hmm. 100%, and... Um, we're not going to get into any discussions, but I just, I've been burdened, and this is my conclusion, and I think the church needs to step up, and the world's crying out for change, and we have the change, and how selfish of us as the church to remain silent and and continue with our holy huddles, mm. so to speak, you know, and so, like this Sunday, and I encourage you guys to do it or whatever, um, I didn't know what to do, but I knew we needed to do something, and not take sides of either thing, but we just need to do something for the sake of Jesus Christ. And so we're we're doing a prayer walk. We're not doing a, a big organized one. I'm telling our I'm commissioning our people this Sunday. When you go home, before after lunch, before after dinner, take a walk with your family, yeah, and pray over your neighborhood and have a conversation with at least one person. But um, gathering together, we've got to come together so the church can be the light and we can be the city on the hill which some consider elementary children's church lesson, but that's a lesson that we need to take heed of right now. So any other comments to that one? 
Well, I mean, without really launching into a whole other discussion, I, w- I would just say that if, if you're listening to this at all, it's probably because you have some inclination of who God is and or at least are curious at this point. Uh, I'd say generally, if you're listening to this far, you, you're a follower of Jesus. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you know that God is a God of love mm-hmm. and that he, he has shown his love for us even when we didn't deserve it at our worst. And um, I, I think when you, th- when you look throughout history, and we get, we get caught up in American history. You look at universal global history um, under tyrants, under horrible regimes. The gospel, when lived out diligently and wholeheartedly, continues to be a bright spot in the midst of that mm-hmm. horrific whatever it is. And so I think now as much or maybe even more than ever in American history, now is the time when the church needs to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ to show love and mercy and grace and just really the hope that can only be found in Jesus. That's right. And so, uh, yeah, I better just stop there. But um, I, I would love to, at some point, bring some guests on who have maybe even better perspectives than, than we do as white pastors yep. uh, to bring some guys in to, to share some wisdom and glean from them and just have some, some candid conversations about how, how we can live in light of the, the craziness going on in this world. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. There, there, there has been a greater division in this world that's still ongoing, mm. but there is a solution to it. That division is between us and our maker. And Ephesians 2 tells us that Jesus, through his flesh, broke that wall straight down. And that was in the context of Jews versus Gentiles. And so you're right. Jesus is the answer. I'd love to have some some people on board for us to have conversations. Because let's be honest, that's where everyone is right now. Yeah. And that's why we have this podcast. We're not afraid to talk about these things because we know that you're wondering about it and we want to tell you how to respond as a Christ follower in your area Absolutely. as you live on missions. So, um, well, cool. Let me, uh, let me wrap up in, in prayer today. And we're, we're thankful that you tuned in for our discussions on reopening and, and I guess a preview to one of our future yeah. episodes uh, down the road. So let's Sneaky. go ahead and pray. <laughs> Father, we love you. And we are so thankful that uh, the division between us and you has been mended through your son, Jesus Christ, and our faith in his atonement on the cross for us. Something that we were not able to, to fix on our own. And Father, um, and we're, we're seeing lots of things happening in our world today. It's kind of leaving us with the question, what in the world is going on? Hmm. And Father, we realize that things are happening because of sin. Sin is driving the culture of our world right now. And we realize as Christ followers that we have the hope, the greatest hope that this world can hear, the greatest hope that this world needs to hear, the hope that this world is is crying out for right now. The change that people want, Lord, can only be found in you. Change begins with a relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. So, Father, thank you for the unity that uh, Dave and I have, our two Mm -hmm. churches have, all the ministries in our area that we have and we're continuing to build on God all established under one blood, under one sacrifice, and under one spirit, and that's found in you, Father. Father, I pray you be with everyone right now as they tune in or they're listening at a later time, and wherever they are in life right now, God, I pray that they would turn their eyes to you for restoration 
and for strength and for hope. Father, we love you. Be with our churches as we continue our reopening stages. I pray you be with North Star as they worship at the lake for the first time this week and give them great weather. And give them that celebration, Lord, of being back together and help them have a great afternoon, Lord. And be with our church as well, Calvary Baptist, and all the churches in the New River Valley, Lord, no matter what they're doing, drive-in service, online service, in-person gathering, God, may mm -hmm. most important, Lord, we lift your name on high and let yeah. you be the preeminent thing in that service, God. We love you. For it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. One blow.